Hey folks, do you like podcasts? Do you have hobbies? Well, here's the show for you. The Hobby Shop Talk Podcast. Featuring childhood friends and old school noobs, Luke and Matt. Hello everyone, this is Matt, and this is the Hobby Shop Talk Podcast, and we are on episode 15, and joining me as always is Luke. How are you doing, Luke? Uh, just after Christmas here? Yeah, we got we got quite the, the snowfall here today, and we, a couple days ago we had like freezing snow, or freezing rain slash sleet snow, so yeah, and, it's been, uh, been good weather here. Did we talk about the, the tornadoes? Was that, I bet we haven't. I mean, we actually had ice tornadoes. Yeah, we did, and, which uh, Matt can tell you, he's, uh, say, he's kind of prophet, prophetic, a prophet, yeah, a prophet, because he wrote say. about this. I don't want to even spoil the comic book for all of you that will be reading this in the future, but like a year ago, I actually wrote down Ice NATO for some reason, because I wrote down Ice Tornado, and we just had the first recorded ever tornadoes in Minnesota in December, and it was literally Ice NATOs. I think there was like 12. Uh, tornadoes or something like that that actually i don't know something crazy well i mean even uh, where there weren't tornadoes like the winds were like 60 70 miles an hour or something i don't remember yeah. but I, I remember just looking out the windows like holy crap and yeah the yeah, everything but, was moving pretty quick yeah so anyways i prophesized that uh so uh anyways uh, that's and then now we have a snowstorm and then yesterday in the snowstorm i my car uh broke down so I was able to plow through the six, seven inches of snow we had and drive into town to record the podcast and car started shaking more and more. And finally it felt like something like fell or something and I was dragging something. And that's what it kind of felt like. So I'm like, this ain't good. So I pulled over and looked and oil was pouring out of the bottom of my uh, Jeep. And uh, I knew that wasn't good. And I ended up having to sit there for an hour in the blizzard and uh, finally had somebody from the store. Jim picked me up. So thanks, Jim. And brought me to the store, and so I've been here since yesterday. Uh, I actually slept at the store for the first time, so that was different. <laughs> yeah, did you have anything, like, do you have a cot there or anything, or what did you do? No, I slept on the floor up in our newly converted uh, gameplay room where we play games of Magic and Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh up there. So we have it, used to be our inventory room, now we've cleaned it out and have it as a, a kind of cool playroom. We have a TV, and we're putting LED lights and everything. But anyways, I slept up there on the floor with my jacket. And then one of my uh, sheets that is uh, used for a game table uh, is a blanket. Uh, and so the funny thing is we have really nice cots at home. You know, I could, so I will be bringing one here since we do live in Minnesota. And like today we're going to have another handful of inches of snow if I ever need to stay at the store. Did that, so, did that remind you of your drinking days when you would... <laughs> sleeping yeah, on the yeah. floor with uh your jacket oh, yeah. on yeah jacket or just jacket as a pillow yeah. oh yeah and uh yeah and so and they also the weird part is i live in the country now and it's so quiet to have it here the right on a busy highway and uh the first time it happened i was half asleep it's like the whole building shook uh when a big truck went by and so that was different that's uh freaked me out the first time uh but anyway so i mean at least i got a place to be so you know i'm at the store and we just had Christmas, which I mentioned, so uh, I figured I'd start off just, I guess, I don't even know the answer to this, but did you get any cool uh, nerd or geek culture-related things for Christmas? 
Well, we got our, our kids a Nintendo Switch, so I mean, basically it was for me, because I can play it whenever I want. So. <laughs> There's but. some sweet RPGs and different things that... Uh... Yeah, that I've wanted to play on. Yeah, we haven't. What did you? What games did you get? We haven't. We got more kid ones. So we got like Sonic and Mario Olympics, which is actually pretty fun so far. We got Hot Wheels Racing, Sonic Colors, and then one more game that I can't think of right now. But I'm gonna get Ultimate Alliance Three, I think, so I can play with uh, Tyler and AJ. Have that one. Um, and yeah, there's some other cool ones. I think Fortnite's free on there, so might try play that some more. We'll see. So. I actually, so we do like a Christmas list just so, you know, each of us knows what they want. So I put a bunch of uh, trade paperbacks just because, you know, I'm thinking about the future of the podcast here when I'm doing that. So uh, I got black and I'm going to talk about, uh, I'm not going to go through, maybe I'll, uh, actually I will later, I'll say that. I'm going to read just the little things because I'm going to have you pick which one I should read for the next episode just because it's too tough for me to decide. Oh, cute. So I got Black Hammer, uh, which... These were some that are pretty like, uh, like you know, highly rated or looked after independent comics, except for this one here, which I'll mention next. So non-Mills uh, Toast. Yes, yes. Uh, but in uh, ones that I've wanted to read a long time. So I just put the first of each of them. So I at least would have the trade paperback and could talk about the first, you know, say six issues. And then, you know, again, decide if I want to keep going. So first was Black Hammer. And again, I'll read through the, the, the little blurbs when we get to the comic books. But I got The Joker um, by James Tinian. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I should figure that out. But the reason I got that is I love The Joker. It's probably my favorite villain. But also, uh, James Tinian has some of my favorite uh, uh, other series that I've read. So since he's doing The Joker, I had to get that. The Wicked and the Divine, that's uh, Image, is another one of those that's uh, pretty... Uh, thought after and then preacher i mean it's just a classic that is now you know i think on netflix or one of those i think it's amc uh, it was on wasn't it is it the yeah, same one as of those, the walking uh, dead yeah that, yeah that could be i haven't watched the show and now i'm gonna have the book one of the preacher and then uh irredeemable so this is a superhero one that's a non-milk toast superhero comic another one that's pretty highly rated uh, so yeah, I got all those, the first volumes of all those, so I'm going to be uh, talking about those in upcoming uh, upcoming shows. So, well, with the, you know, that the, the banter and the little updates there, we got to get into first uh, some magic. And no, first, first we got to get the sports out of the way, so uh, they oh, can just fast yeah. forward if they don't want to hear, hear about our, uh, our crappy Minnesota Vikings blowing another important game. Yeah. But also, I almost, the Bills won, so they had to rematch the Patriots at Gillette Stadium and dominated them, so that was pretty awesome. Well, yeah, and they, uh, I kind of think I just black, uh, blocked this part out because of the Vikings and what they do to us every single year, but uh, yeah, so the Vikings lost, they're done, I'm over it. The, the uh, Bills, they were really hot, and then they kind of slowed down, and it was, people were saying, oh, what happened, you know, are they really... You know, as good as we all thought. Everybody was picking him, and now, yeah, so that was a big win. Yeah, well, I, Josh Allen was struggling for a bit, and then we didn't, we don't have a run, or the Bills don't have a run game at all, so they actually started, the run game started picking up, and Allen's on fire again. I think it threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns against the Patriots now, so, uh, yeah, and then early in the season, they beat the Chiefs and beat some good teams, but now, uh, yeah, they're back. They're back playing good, which is good, because normally, uh, 
they kind of tank in the playoffs, but, or, you know, towards the playoffs, so. I actually shouldn't even say this, but uh, I'm going to because I'd probably get crap. Uh, but I actually like watching, and I actually turn on, if they're on and, like, I'm not watching the Vikings or I flip back and forth if it happens to be on, but the Patriots, because it's so crazy how good they still are without Brady, and then they bring in a rookie quarterback and how good he all of a sudden is so playing. It's just, I mean, Bilicek, man, he's... He knows what he's, uh, he does something because they're, they're, uh, I mean, they're a competitor. Well, who else, who else was in the rookie draft class? There was like Trevor Lawrence and uh, some good, I mean, well, Kellen Mund, who the Vikes got, but there was well, some Fields, good quarterbacks and right? Mac Jones is easily the best, right? Yeah. Well, I, I was, somebody said if you would redraft, you know, they were saying, who would you pick? But they, so they did still say they would still take Trevor Lawrence. I mean, there is just the team around him. Yeah. I mean, look at their, well, their and coach the coaches gone and. Yeah, so uh, they said they'd still take Trevor Lawrence just because he's his arm strength and everything. He's got everything Mac Jones has, just not a team around him. And then they had Mac Jones those seconds. So, what's uh, wrong with uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars? <laughs> they're gonna have the first pick again, which I guess is cool. Uh, crazy. The other team, though, man, at Cincinnati, it's just crazy with uh, Burrow, and then they have uh, they had the those two receivers, both thousand yard receivers. I was just seeing. Uh, Higgins, I think it was a T. Higgins, and then uh, the one that uh, Chase, the one that played with uh, him at LSU with Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, yeah. yeah. Well, he got a pretty, I mean, it's awesome because so in my fantasy football, it's not huge money, but it's enough money to care if I win or lose. And I had Lamar Jackson, who obviously was out, so then I picked up Huntley, who ended up being sick, so I picked up Joe Burrow who uh, went off for like 42 points and I ended up beating oh, yeah, yeah. and I played Roy in it. So it's, you know, we always have a good time playing each other. I ended up beating them by like, might've been 40 points. Cause I picked up Miami's defense too. So I'm, I'm going to the championship are... this week is now the fantasy football nice, championship. Nice. So who, how many players are in that league? How many teams? There's only 10. So, I mean, it's, it's a surprise you know, Burrow would still be available. Cause I mean, I have him as my backup. I had uh, Patrick Mahomes as my starter, but uh, he's had a couple Burrow off games always... though recently. Joe Burrow has, uh, yeah. and you know, with his wide receivers, you think he would uh, do this every game? You know, throw for yeah, well, not 500 yards like he did or whatever he did, but uh, you know, at least 300 and three touchdowns. But I was pretty upset because so I made it into the final six in my league. It's just I joined a random one, it was like 50 bucks or something. I can't remember. It wasn't a lot, but yeah, I was in the top. Th- Three or four, I ended up finishing third. But that's with uh, a lot of guys kind of having down years. But then I had, uh, I think I mentioned this before. So I had Mahomes, I had Tyreek Hill, and I ended up having Leonard Fournette and uh, Najee Harris, who were both top five running backs. Uh, And uh, then later in the year, I picked up, uh, I had the the running back, Aaron Jones, not Aaron Jones, but the other. Dylan. Anyways, yeah, I ended up having a really good, and I had Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes. I went last Thursday and just, went off and had really good games and I was up by a lot and projected to win. And I ended up losing, I think by like uh, six or seven. Cause I had uh, Julio Jones. I had, he had come back and then he got injured right away. He got me zero points. And uh, I think that was really the difference. Cause I lost by seven or eight points by the end of it. Just something like that. But so I'm done. Yeah. Fantasy football uh, is very, uh, it's just hard to, hard to play. Cause you never know who's going to get injured or who's going to get. Well, on COVID is the big thing now. It's because so many big players are out every week. You don't know until the last minute. 
Uh, so it's a really weird year. But yeah, that was my only league. So. Also, I will say in 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 this the championship I'm going into, I drafted Derrick Henry first, so and he went out obviously oh, a while yeah. ago. So that just shows how good I am at fantasy football. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other thing we were talking sports is the Wild have lost now four in a row after being the hottest team in the league, and that's heading into our uh, big stadium game at U.S. Bank, Bank Stadium this Saturday. Yeah, that'll be. Is be, it at U.S. Bank or is it at Target Field? Or is it Target Field? I think it's Target Field because that's Target outdoor. Field. Yeah, yeah, it's Target Field. Yep. Yeah, yep. that'll be fun to watch, and the hopefully they don't uh, suck it up on that game because uh, a lot of people will be watching. They're playing the Blues, right? Yep, and I. So I don't know. I don't. I can't. Again, the whole spectrum or not spectrum dish Charter. thing with. Uh, oh. I have it, well for me it's dish and so I haven't been able to watch enough. But so somebody had said that, and this surprised me for a wild team that we need to start playing less. Uh, like they're they're playing more as uh, individuals than team. You know, uh, you know that you have some of the guys now that are you know can score points and they're not as you know playing as team hockey as the wild normally do. I don't know if that's true. I haven't been watching. We need uh we need Jacques Lemaire to come back and show him how how to play hockey Minnesota style, right? Just yeah, just yeah. solid on defense. Have one goal scorer, that's it, and score two goals yeah. a game and win two to one. But I still can't complain because we were you know almost top in the well top in our conference and almost top in the league. So hopefully it's just a little bad stretch here. Well, in the power rankings, right when they were the number one ranked team, that's when they hit the slump, and now they've lost four yeah. in a row. So. <sighs> Hopefully they they turn it around, but it is Minnesota. It's just our the way it is. Uh, but now to some magic, because um, the first thing you know, I mean, I've played a lot of games. It's actually hard to under, you know even remember which games I played and what what was all done. But uh, the the first thing I'm just to mention. So talked about this. We did a box opening uh, last night. And uh, I'll go through after this first part some of the big pulls we had. But so I've been updating my Gurok deck that I've mentioned, my commander deck that I have the, I think it's like six different Planeswalker with the Cursed Huntsman uh, as my commander. And so I've been updating it in that, I mean, I've added some better cards. You know, I tried, I've been trying to not pull stuff out of the case, but I've, I have to admit I've done that a couple times, especially if I have two of a card, you know, so, uh, so I've been updating it in that way. And then I'm curious, this was a talking point, I wanted to figure out your thoughts on it. So the guys at the store now, Brent and Dylan, I guess I introduced them on the, uh, Brent is, uh, he works at the store, Dylan's a friend of his that comes up a lot, they play a lot of magic. Uh, you know, they were just mentioned, you know, kind of a new thing to have all my basic lands in my deck. You know, they they have all their full art, you know, and, and in their main decks they play. And, and so after they mentioned that, at first I'm like, ah, just nah, but then I, once I saw their deck, I'm like, I need full art. So now, just with my lands at least. So I started there, and I started getting full art. They're just cooler looking lands, and I decked out that whole deck. And now I'm to the point where I'm doing that with every deck. And so then also, if I have a double or something, I'm, I'm putting some of my cards, I'm throwing in the, the full art into my deck, because I'm like, now I just feel like I want my deck to look cool. So I mean, I even, to the point of I wanted to get a questing beast for my Garak deck for beasts. So when I got that, it had to be the full art. I added even my Gurok's Uprising. I pulled this last night. It was the, uh, I don't know what they call this, uh, alternate art for the Gurok's Uprising. That's which like is, the, just looks sweet. It's, uh, it's from Throne of Eldraine, so it's like the fairy tale kind of old school yeah, art. That's, yeah, and I've got that for the Lotus Cobra. I got another cool art. 
So, you know, I've been adding all those. And then last night, one of the pulls, so this was one of the pulls, and I just added this, was the Grim Tutor, but it's the full art, and I think it's also alternate art, but it is just awesome. And I just, I had to put it in here. Uh, so now I've been kind of decking out this deck with, uh, so all the lands are full arts. I've been uh, switching to some of my cards if I had a full art or a cooler alternate art. I've been replacing them. What are your thoughts on, you know, just that whole, you know, process? I mean, do you do that with your decks at it, all? It doesn't sound very old school noobish. So, no, I do not do that. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. And now I felt, you know, it's like, and I saw it. Everybody else has, they're, they're pulling out all the, it's so colorful. Their whole, you know, their lands are so colorful. So do and they have, on your... they have like different lands for each one and they're like, all different from different sets or are they all the same one like uh they're all mixed yeah i think they're all mixed so and mine is too i have that in a lot of mine i you know obviously if it's just a basic non-foil from core 2020 or whatever yeah you i usually swap those out for something cool yeah so yeah that, that's what i've been doing now and so but i've also been upgrading so i actually feel pretty you know I'm, coming up with a pretty competitive deck with this Garak. So some of the things I needed to do to start was obviously, cause I was very keeping everything thematic since I couldn't really overpower my deck. Since I wasn't trying to use my best cards. I was going more theme, but now I'm adding in, you know, some of the mana ramps. I added in a uh, soul ring. Obviously I had taken that out just cause they were so hot in the store, but now I have soul ring in here, uh, Skyclave relic. And this one, I have the full art cause it, I had to, yeah, that looks that's sweet. another one where you can, Add a man at one man of any color, and you can also make some copies if you kick it for the extra three. You know, so I got that in here. I added uh, uh, Soul Talisman, which is uh, you suspend it, uh, and then you can add uh, two lands, so it's just like the Soul Ring, but it's suspended. Uh, so I've been adding those to get some mana ramps. I added a Lightning Greaves just because everybody kept using this on me, so being able to, you know, give my big creatures in here haste yeah. and shroud <clears throat> is pretty huge. And then I already talked about the Grim Tutor, which I already, and so then I have, I found a old Diabolic Tutor art, one of the you know, cooler Diabolic Tutor arts and older, I, can't, I don't even know what set that's from. And I have my Demonic Tutor, which I took out. That's been mine since high school, so I took that out of the case and put it in here. That's, uh, I was hoping it was the first set, which would have made it like 200 bucks, but I think it's like 40 or 50 bucks. But... Now I have all four. I don't know if there's another one. I guess you can tell me or somebody can. If I have all the tutors for the Black or Swamp, I have Profane Tutor, Grim Tutor, Demonic Tutor, and Diabolic Tutor all in my deck. I'm trying to think uh, what tutors there are. Yeah, so I have all those. Plus, I, like I said, I added the Questing Beast. And I've really, so I've, uh, I've really pumped this deck up. So next time we play, we'll be able to... Finally, because last time I didn't have those, uh, or no, I had them, but I hadn't created the deck when we played. So uh, next time we get together, I'll be able to play this one, and it's getting it's getting a lot more competitive now. I've I've loosened my strings as far as using some cards from the case, especially if I have at least two of them, and I've really been kind of pumping this deck up. Um, and uh, I'll just uh, so I have played a handful of games. Uh, I think we just you know I can't remember them all. From I do plan on doing some extra episodes from the store, maybe more often, like weekly, and have some of the guys from the store on, because it's hard to remember all the games we're playing here now. Um, but we can talk about the games you and I played when I came to your house. 
I was gonna say there is uh looks like there was cruel tutor. Nope, okay. I better <laughs> but that's from Portal, that so it's tutor. one of those crappy sets like for beginners back ah, in the day. Nope. Yeah. I'll skip it. So otherwise I do have the cool tutor. Yeah, I was gonna say when you came over like what is it, like two weeks ago now, maybe three weeks yeah. ago. Because we haven't recorded in a little bit. So uh but yeah, we uh played well first we played a bunch of this is non magic, but we played a bunch of games and then Matt was like, saw I was about to fall asleep, and he's like, hey, let's play some magic, Luke. And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and then so we played. I wasn't even really trying, and Matt beat me a couple times. <laughs> so I played with the, uh, and this is the next deck I'm starting to work on. I've started already do the lands for all my decks. I will say that. So now I'm trying to full art all my decks. But I was playing my uh, pre-con that I've kind of upgraded, which is the Prosper Tomebound. And uh, as I had mentioned, what I was trying to do with that is it, it was slow, so I had added some other cards to kind of pick up the speed. But then I think what I was able to do, and it, this deck is starting to do, and I want to kind of power it up, but it, I kind of was able to take control a little bit because I was able to kill some of your things. Uh, what else was I doing? Stealing things. Yeah, you had the, <laughs> you, well, you got freaking uh, Tybalt out, which uh, you can oh, yeah. you exile the top card of the player's library, and you. You must. You got him out pretty quick because you were making treasure tokens. So yep, yep. And then you Lots killed my tokens. Kai car right away. This was our second game. So then I was struggling just to get mana out because I didn't get. I didn't hit Soul Ring and, I mean, with those mana ramps, those help commanders so much. So like, if you spend money on mana crypt or mana vault, like that's you know you get one of those. Like that's huge. But uh, yeah, I was just struggling to get cards out and. I hear a lot of excuses. What I really want to hear is how are you going to fix that now? Because you seemed like, wow, I need to do some stuff. So how are you going to fix it? Have, have you done that yet? Well, I might. Well, I took apart the first deck I used against you because that one sucked. It was like, uh, it was with uh, Tesa, which I've talked about before. It's where you, you know, you want a bunch of death triggers. But uh, also, I put a bunch of life gain in there for some random reason because that's I like life gain because I'm a. I milk toast like that, I guess. <laughs> so that that deck was just kind of jumbled. So I took that apart and then put some. Uh, I got some more cards for that Kai card deck. So I think that's the one I'll, unless I make a whole new one, but uh, try to make that Kai card more competitive because I know there's some, like there's like some cards that people don't like in uh, casual play. So like Dranith magistrate which is you pretty much you can't no one can play their commander except for whoever has that card out so oh really i'm gonna uh, put him in there i'm gonna put some more counter spells even though i hate them but i also hate cards like your where they exile your cards and they can use them whenever they want but i can't do anything with them. <laughs> so i'm gonna put some counter spells in there um it's gonna be yeah it'll be annoying so so the the thing too with that uh with this deck, I'm able to get to that point where it's actually almost tough for me to pay attention because we were talking about this in a game yesterday. So the guys at the store have only seen my Gurok deck because I was trying to get that, you know, going. And they're, they play a lot. Uh, they are going to look into get uh, actually to, uh, to play more competitively this year. So they, they play a lot. So they gave me some tips. Anyway, so now I started playing with that deck. And the same thing kind of happened. There's so many different things, levels of exile. I'm like, is there two levels of exile? Because, you know, some things I can exile and then I only can use it till the end of next turn. Well, then, you know, so then after that, it's just out in exile. But then I have another pile of exile that I can play till the end of the next turn, plus ones that I can play as long as the cards 
in play, I can use that. So it's like there's all these cards exiled all over the place. It almost gets confusing. Well, and with Tybalt, <laughs> I think once you exile it and you have that emblem, even when Tybalt dies, you can still play the cards that were exiled with them, which makes yeah. for another layer of complexity. Yeah. So I was telling those guys, I'm like, man, I need a mat that, uh, and yes, that has one T. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, a mat that, uh, that just threw me off when I said Matt, and then I'm like, man, that's why people say that, because my name is Matt with one T. But anyways, uh, the uh, playmat that has, like, different spots for exiles and, you know, your graveyard, and just so I can be more organized. You should also, but, this is obviously back to your tutors, uh, you could get Worldly Tutor. That's uh, search your oh, yeah. library for a creature card and reveal it, and then shuffle your library, so. Well... I was talking about uh, that with the guys here that I used to have all those tutors. And I know I had them probably in my commons or uncommon box that somebody already snatched. And cause I didn't realize that some of those are worth like 30 bucks Yeah, and they're commons and uncommons. Cause I had all those from back when the white one, you know, I, I even picture, I know the picture of the uh, old lady, that, like holding up a thing, yeah. enlightened tutor. I mean, I probably had, I had a bunch of those, you know, probably back when we played and I probably maybe even still do, but, or people picked them cause I just, didn't look through, you know, before I put my cards. Yeah, out. no, I found like five uh, uh, expensive uncommons when I was just up there last. Yeah, and I only looked Brent's like twenty, like ten minutes, I think. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, he's doing that now. Brent is going through, and we're doing some different things with uh, with all that. But uh, speaking of that, uh, on our Facebook Live yesterday, you were uh, uh, called out by Brent, just because we always talk. I was, you know, we talk about the podcast when I'm at the store, and so. I think I've played uh I've played you up that you play a lot of magic too, and so they were you know or aim you know gun into play you, and uh, so Brent you know wants to use his Urza deck, which I haven't even played, but it's his competitive deck that he's uh you know and it's a pretty spendy deck, and he's got uh where typically he can win in three to four turns, and that's a modern deck, not, I take it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, and that's so, the thing you you talked me up too much. I don't ever play competitive unless it's I, <laughs> I used to play standard, which was. You know, but that was like two years ago before COVID. So now I've just been playing like casual commander. But yes, I did. I did accept the challenge. So you accepted it. Yeah. Now uh, and I was trying to join your broadcast so I could accept it and not be like a keyboard warrior. Like, oh, I'm going to take you down. But I should have. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I'll have to figure out what deck to use and probably make a new one. We were going to get ones of and maybe even tens of people because I think we're going to have to put up some posters in my store. And say the battle of the decade. Do like uh, UFC style posters of me and Brent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in this corner. And we're going to, because we're trying to set up in our game room upstairs, uh, our little recording, and so we can uh, have games live and just have it so it's on the play area and, uh, you know, play games. So we'll definitely have to have that live on uh, Hobby Shop and on the store, even if you get your butt kicked, just because, you know, it'll be something to record and have, uh, have everybody watch. Well, didn't you see what, the, at what was at stake? I put a comment in there after I said that I would, you know, obviously accept the challenge. I was like, loser gets to pick a, a card from Matt's store. <laughs> so. Loser, yeah. Uh, but no, so yeah, anyways, we've been, we play a lot of games. I've uh, been playing lots. Uh, uh, so I don't have all the specific. I know so lots of the decks that I see lately are Landfall, uh, Omnath. Uh, I know Ken uses that. Uh, I just pulled one of those yesterday. I know uh, maybe uh, Jim who comes to the store is going to need that because he also plays a lot of Landfall. Uh, Phylath with the Sapling tokens. I've seen that uh, recently. And then 
uh, there's some of the other ones. Oh, you mentioned so uh, Mara, somebody that comes to the store, she plays a lot of the life gain white. So you might actually be able to give her some tips. She's fairly new, but uh, she plays that similar deck, so I've seen that. Uh, but yeah, so I've been playing with my Gurok and then also with my Prosper. Uh, any other games you've uh, played uh, besides the ones we played? Not really. The last few times I've went to the store, I've uh, been upgrading or uh, making a new deck, which uh, is that Minx, M- Mints, Minsk Beloved uh, Ranger. So he, uh, when he comes into the battlefield, he creates a 1-1 legendary red hamster token named Boo. And it's 1-1 with Trample and Haste. And it's uh, it's red, red, green, and white colors. So it's I always like using tri-colors in uh, Commander just because you get more options. Yep. So, But as I was making it, I just... It's basically a Tron deck where you just build up one creature and it has Trample. Um... But I kept it's buying a, a bunch of uh, enchantments for it, so now I'm like, man, I should just maybe get a better enchantment commander, because I know there's some really good ones, so we'll see. I, I, I think what we need to do now is uh, for the first game, you know, obviously to be competitive, you know, against you guys, but you can bring your hamster deck, because I don't know if you were on the thing yesterday, because <laughs> uh, we were talking about, we pulled, uh, first it was nine lives, and then we pulled pack leader, which is a dog. I'm like, who is playing? I know there's lots of cats. Who is going to play magic and use dogs and cats? I'm just going to use my dragon and blow fire all over all of them and fry them to a crisp. You know what I mean? Like, who's using dogs and cats? Now you're using hamsters? I'm like, I couldn't even do it if I wanted to. Well, there's that that uh, dog and cat card that gives, I think, dogs and cats both plus one, plus one. But uh, And I think it's red, green, and white as well as that Minsk or whatever. But uh, I forget the name of it, though. But anyways, but do you remember Cat Dog? Do you remember Cat Dog, the cartoon? That, we didn't that have was Darcy's cable favorite cartoon. Up. Come on, she, she that was her favorite cartoon growing up. So I had bought her a Cat Dog. So we actually still have it. We found it. Darcy's uh, was Cat 20 Dog. Twenty-seven years ago, that was one of them. Yeah. And so Cat Dog. Anyways, I mentioned Cat Dog last night because I said that's what the name of the deck's going to be. Is Cat Dog, and we're going to have a logo of the Cat Dog on it, and we're going to make a competitive Cat Dog deck. Well, you should. And uh, we can play your hamster deck. You have a couple dogs and a couple cats, right? Just. So, so, so I cat and a dog together and be like, here you go, Darcy. <laughs> yeah, we have enough of them, yes. Uh, so anyways, uh, well, as far as well, I mentioned, you know, some of the updates I've made, but so I'll go through, you know, on the Facebook Live, it's there, and I, I don't know, we'll see if we post it as any sort of uh, podcast because well, we, we were recording. I, if you get me the file, I'll just put it on our YouTube. All right, so yeah, I'll send you that. Uh, but so some of the big pulls were we opened a box of uh, Zendikar Rising draft uh, that box, and then uh, uh, for 2021 we had the set boosters. And so some of the big pulls were uh, Arid Mesa, uh, which is obviously a land, pay a life, and then you get to search your library. Once you sacrifice it, search your library for a mountain or plains, put it on the battlefield, and then shuffle your library. But it was like an alternate arts. So that was one of the more spendy. The biggest pull was Terror of the Peaks which is a dragon flying your uh, spells your opponent's cast, cast that target Terror of the Peace. Peaks cast an, uh, cost an additional three life to cast. Whenever another creature enters a battlefield under your control, Terror of the Peaks deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target. <laughs> yeah, that card's yeah, uh, crazy. Like, especially if you get them out quick and, yeah, it's a powerful card. And then uh, Agadim's Awakening, 
I don't know what you call these. We were debating on the show. I said there must be a an actual official term, but we were calling them flip lands or where it's uh, Agadim's Awakening on the one side where it's three swamps and X return from your graveyard to the battlefield. Any number of target creatures that each have a different converted mana cost X or less. And on the other side, it's a swamp. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's either a, a land or a card. Yeah, I don't know what they call it. Yeah, those, but a probably... sorcery. Yeah, we were calling them flip cards because we had no clue. But that was another one of the more spendy. Then we did pull an Omnath, which I mentioned. We also pulled that Grim Tutor, uh, uh, which was the alternate art. Vino Thorn of the Dusk Rose. He was a, another good one. Forsaken Monument. Um, Skyclave Apparition couple... he pulled. He's pretty good for yep. the mono white. Yep. Uh, pulled a lot swarm. of the different lands. A couple different, a lot of different pathways uh, from the one set. Uh, let's see. Uh, what is it? Scoot Swarm, a couple different uh, arts of that. Uh, Zusa, Lost But Seeking. Ken actually he was at the store. Uh, he's purchased that one. Yeah, we had a lot of good pulls, and we were saying that the, the draft booster, I think, almost had the better. Because, you know, that was the one thing we've talked about is, you know, people kind of shy away from those, but we seem to pull really good cards from those draft booster box. So, yeah, that was, that was fun, and I did put the Grim Tutor into my deck, even though it's one of the better cards we pulled. Uh, yeah, any other games or any other topics on Magic that we were going to discuss? No, well, I was looking because, you know, after uh, Brent said that he has a pretty competitive deck, well, it sounds way more competitive than I've ever done. So I was looking up on uh, Moxfield. They have different competitive uh, EDH decks. So I was looking through some, and there's one called, uh, or with a commander is Teshar. So it's that bird that uh, whenever you cast a legendary spell, you can return target permanent with uh mana cost three or less to the battlefield is it permanent or is it yeah so it's a creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield so that basically has a ton of like shut down creatures and then uh artifacts like low costing so i had like memnite in there and ornithopter so you can just keep bringing stuff back from your graveyard and then a lot of like i need uh i need those too. So if you have any extras, I was actually ju I just saw them in my picture because I sent it to Brent because one of the decks I'm trying to uh, build for my competitive modern 60 card is I'm rebuilding my Goblin deck, which was uh, Memnite, Ornithopter, and then the jeez, uh, uh, I have that deck here somewhere, but where it uh, when you sacrifice an artifact, you can bring out three one one Goblins. So on the first turn, you know I can get uh, Koldotha Rebirth. So it's additional cost, sacrifice an artifact, and oh, it's just yeah. one cost. So on turn one, I typically get out three goblins. Turn two, hopefully, you know... Uh, Something to beef them up, know. like plus one, plus yeah, one. Yeah, so uh, that's the deck that I'm doing for my... And that's because that's what I used to do, so I'm trying to upgrade that. Uh, you got to get that right uh, goblin that if you sacrifice a, go a goblin, you get a red mana. There's probably a few, oh, yeah. there's probably a few different versions of that, but you could yep, mana red pretty what I'm quick. Doing that's what I'm doing for my competitive modern. So I'm working on that as well. Um, as I mentioned too, what I would like to do just so we could talk more about games we played and uh, more specifics. I think that'll be like Luke and I've been talking more, uh, even weekly, whether it's, you know, we're both on and hopefully we can figure out we're both on, or even I'm going to record some from the store when people play a bunch of games, just so we can, uh, talk more about what everyone's playing. Uh, just cause yeah, I've been getting in, getting, playing more games. So, uh, 
yeah, I think that's about it for Magic. Uh, like I said, I've played a lot of games. Hopefully, I'll try to remember more. But, uh, oh, last topic I'm going to ask, actually. So we, another thing that's come up is the cost of Commanders. So all my initial ones were four. You know, it would be uh, like Prosper is four. You know, it's a mountain, a swamp, and then two. Uh, a lot of the other pre-cons typically seem to be four. There's some that are different. But uh, so first thing... Uh, so Brent plays with, I, I was searching through my phone and Brent was here. I'll have to do a, maybe you'll know what it is, but it's a one blue and a green, a two cost. I don't know if it's a two, two, but, uh, when you pay five, I believe it is, you can search the top, like six cards of your library for a, I don't know if it's a human or a creature card and then put it on the battlefield, but it's only a two cost commander that Brent uses. Um, anyways, and so it's huge, you know, when you kill his commander, you know, it's not even that big of a deal for him, but. I have a six cost commander. So first thing, uh, first question is, do you, you know, do you look at that or what's your common commander as far as the cost to get it out? Second is we've done a, uh, store rule that we're kind of doing, I guess, just cause Brent and them mentioned that's what they play and I like it cause, uh, and that's the commander. When your commander dies, goes back to your commander zone. Typically people do that cost two more to get your commander out. Well, so we've been doing one more just because two is so it just seems almost you can't use any of those bigger commanders because it's almost impossible to even get them back out, you know, when you're adding two to the cost. So we add one as kind of a house rule. Thoughts on those? What's your typical commander size? And what are your thoughts on the house rule of only adding one every time your commander has to come back out? Well, for a while, I didn't even realize you had to pay commander taxes, is what they call it. So we just would just cast it again right away when I first started learning how to play. So, but yeah, and then then we thought it was one, and then someone's like, "Oh no, it's two each time, two extra." So I was like, "Wow," but yeah, I think I mean, house rules for casual that seems pretty pretty good, just because then it's more fun and you can get your commander out. But yeah, when you get above like four, it's yeah, it starts to suck when they because. Obviously, people like to target your commander because it's yeah. such a big part of your deck. And if he dies two, three times, you're like, you can't even use it. Yeah. That's just the game. So, jeez, uh, I wish I'd remember. I was, I should have wrote. I got to get better at writing these down. Uh, uh, Dylan, uh, one of the guys, comes in the store. He has his angel deck, and uh, it's pretty powerful. It's like a two-two angel. You'd probably know it. It's full art. Not, I just keep thinking Kesa because we're about to talk uh, for the comic. But uh, anyways, every time it comes out, I guess, no matter who he's playing against, they target it and kill it. And uh, it actually happened yesterday. Like, I targeted it first because uh, Ken and Dylan's decks are so powerful that I, I you know, I'm trying to kill their stuff just so I can get out my Gurroks. And so I killed it first, and then Brent killed it a couple times, so he never gets to, <laughs> to even really use it. And then Brent also ended up stealing all his angels as he was bringing them out later in the game, so it felt bad for him. Anyways, yeah, then so he at least, you know, we were playing the one, so he was able to bring it out multiple times, but I noticed it took, when I was using my six for my Gurok, it already takes long enough to get it out. Yeah, so after you kill it the first time, then eight, it becomes very difficult, and then ten, you know, so yeah, we play with that house rule of one. Well, and the good thing about green is you can probably have a lot of mana by the time if he dies three times, but... Um, yeah. No, back to that other commander you were thinking about. I bet it's Kinnon Bonder Prodigy. So that's whenever you tap an online permanent for mana, add one mana of any type that permanent produced. And then you pay seven, you can look at the top five cards of your library. You may put a non-human creature card from among them onto the battlefield. Yep. Put the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. Yeah, 
So yeah, yep, so I'm looking at it now. So Kinnan Bonder Prodigy, and then uh, the other one that I was mentioning is uh, Kalia of the Vast. Is that like the that, the three color three three angel for yep. three mana? It's uh so it's one swamp, a plains, and a mountain, and one additional. It's a legendary human cleric, flying two two. Whenever Kalia of the Vast attacks an, an opponent, you may put an angel, demon, or dragon creature from your hand onto the battlefield tapped and attacking that opponent. Oh, yeah. So it's, you know, it's, you get that out early and just bringing out these huge creatures and attacking right away. And it was, so you can see why it gets attacked. But he's got, like, the full art foil. It looks awesome. And every time it comes out, it's boom. <laughs> he needs to put uh, some, uh, some white protection in there like that uh, God's Willing, where you can just pay one and give it protection from a collar. Or the Shroud, uh, shroud yeah. boots. Or whatever it is. You know, swift the, boots like, or swift foot boots. Uh, or yeah, the lightning I, 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 we just talked about it. <laughs> lightning, yeah. So uh, anyway, so yeah, those are what. And uh, so the thing too, um, Brent's with being that Kinnon, which is one island and one forest, the advantage there, it's just so powerful, one. But then two is it doesn't even affect them, even if it would be two. But, you know, we play one, which, you know, everybody agrees to. But when you have a two cost commander. It's, it makes it so nobody even targets it because it's like, oh, it's going to be three. You can pay that right away. It's nothing. So it's kind of made me start thinking I want to maybe come up with a, a faster uh, commander deck, having the commander be a two or maybe three cost commander. So, yeah. anyways. It's always fun to put like Frogify on commanders because then, unless they have a sack outlet, their commander is just going to sit there for a while, you know, because <laughs> it makes it lose its all its all its abilities and it's just a one one i thought i was getting smart yesterday because uh so and this is what i was curious about so when they when you exile something so if you exile a commander it just goes back to the command zone yeah so i was getting smart in my head because i brought out a gelatinous cube and i'm like i'm gonna put the kalia under the gelatinous cube but then it exiles it yeah so then it, so just then it goes can back put to it the in command the command board. zone yeah so anyways i still exiled a creature but i thought i was gonna get around the whole commander thing but yeah now let's, uh, we're going to keep talking magic, but uh, we've read a couple more issues of uh, magic from Boom Studios. So, uh, Luke, you're probably the freshest. Uh, uh, we, first, we read uh, issue three, as in freshest. I read issue three a couple weeks ago, but if you want to start out talking about that one. Yeah, I was trying to think where we left off on issue two. I don't remember what was happening, but... Uh... Well, so here's, I'll just do a quick, uh, I have it here. It says, with their homes rocked by an attack and Jace Bellerin's life hanging in the balance, Planeswalkers, Kaya, Ral, and Vraska must discover who is behind it all. But as they begin to suspect one of Ramna's mo Ravnica's most prominent guilds is behind the attack, it becomes clear their enemy may be plotting something even more destructive. Oh, yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, is issue three is they're, they're trying to find the, the Demir... Uh... The Dusk Mantle is what it's called, because that's where, you know, the Demir hideout, and it's always been kind of shrouded in mystery where it's actually at, and they, they've moved, you know, a bunch of times. And so, issue three, they're kind of shows their adventure on that, and they kind of, they run into Rad Coast people, you know, the the black and, Rakdos, yeah. black and the, red people, and then, or uh, black and red mana guild. The Joker's kind of the... Uh... Not clowns, but jesters. Jesters, kind of yeah. Almost, that's what I was gonna, yeah. Like, yeah. Kind of yeah. like uh, carnies. Yeah, yeah. And they start talking like they're gonna, you know, uh, just what they're gonna do to these, you know, these three that they that come upon them, and uh, well, they don't realize they're messing with three planeswalkers. Uh, 
and uh yeah so they take quick work quick work of them i think uh uh well they're trying not to they're gets, trying not to like rustle any feathers but then all of a sudden you know this gestures keeps mouthing off so kai just throws a knife in his throat or something and ends yeah, yeah they said you got the rest of you guys want to uh you know have the, anyway so yeah they you know i don't want to give too many spoilers i don't they i mean it is what it is you know they do you know leads to they do find the city i mean and uh and then some other the kind of the, the rest of it is uh when they nobody's it's really becoming that these planeswalkers nobody's believing them because all of a sudden you know they first said it was you know obviously these people the demir and now it's not the demir they're saying well, so they, everybody's like you know yeah they show up to the dusk mantle and they realize because in the in issue one they you know there's like those three explosions at their yep. the guild and then they realize there was four because uh the demir guild is uh blown up so and that's yeah, a spoiler but, alert but i it's been out long enough people <laughs> people have read it or not read it but yeah yeah and uh so then after that though, yeah so when they're going back and now they're trying to say well it's ob- it's not the demir everybody's like well the heck you said it was and now you're saying it's not now you're saying it's you know this and uh, so there's also this thing going on with uh, uh, so first of all, there's all the different groups that are saying, you know, what's going on. And one of them actually throws a rock and hits uh, Kaya in the head. Uh, and it's some of the citizens and stuff. And they're getting annoyed because they're starting to say it's this uh, this church or whatever it is or this holy place all of a sudden. And uh, and then uh, who's uh, Aurelia, is it? Yeah. And this is yeah. all an issue for now, right? Oh, am I skipping ahead? Yeah, I... I'm... Maybe going to issue four. So, yeah, we were at issues three and four. So, yeah, the first one is the other dust mantle, and now they're going back, and now we're talking to... Yeah. Saying, nope. It... Yeah, because they realize, Demir. oh, it's not the Demir, and then the... What's his name? Uh, Lazov, the, the guild master of the Demir, visits uh, Kaya, Rail, and Vraska in their dreams, and being like, hey, that wasn't us. It, like... You know, it's not us doing this, it's someone else. Basically, they say it's the the church in Ravnica, right? Yep. Yeah, so, but yeah, this is when the, the civilians are getting all pissed and, you know, because they go to the church and they start accusing them. Yeah, because they're, yeah, they're part, like, the citizens are, you know, being, it's almost like a cult. You know, obviously, they're being brought into this and kind of turning them against the Planeswalkers and the other guilds. Uh... And, uh, yeah, so then uh, everybody's going against them, and so a huge fight's about to start to, you know, go down, and then, because, uh, you know, each of the Kaya, Vraska, uh, you know, they have their people behind them now, their armies, and it's about, this big war is about to break out, and then Aurelia comes down, and uh, so we get to have, see her, and then... Uh, she's the Boros, and, the red and white uh, guild master. Yeah, so she's sent, yeah. or she's, like, basically serving to protect the civilians of Ravnica. Yep. And so, yeah, they're going against our, our, you know, our, our team of planeswalkers here saying, you know, you guys, you know, it's almost like they cried wolf, you know, now again. And uh, it's almost like, are you the problems? And then it ends with uh, where they, so there's the, the name of the God that uh, these, this kind of cult or whatever it is follows, you know, uh, Rail says, I know the name of your God. And then you know, they're pretty much like, well, soon everybody's going to, so doesn't look good. And yeah, they're turning everybody against him. So that's uh, where issue four ends yeah so i've read i know who it is luke's already you know trying to think of who this uh god is so i've read up to issue six so luke uh hopefully so for next time we'll have to talk about issues uh five and six because yeah it's good people at the store actually 
uh, Brent and Dylan, they're chomping at the bit to read it. So I actually want to try and get maybe the trade paperback if there is one. I, I'm assuming there is. It's usually about every six issues. Well, there is. I uh, think it's. Is it a seven issue run? Is I, I'm not even sure. I haven't ordered past six, so I got to make my. Uh, it's in or my is whole it eight list. So I, get... I think I have up to eight, and I went to the uh, Granite City Comics a couple weeks ago, and they didn't have a new one. But we'll uh, for sure try to read to issue six for the next. Uh, if there is eight, that'll work out. We'll read the six for the next one and eight uh, and go through the series. But yeah, so it's it's good. I mean, I like it. We're going to see a lot of these. Uh, yeah, you know, we saw Aurelia and all these different planeswalkers and. So it's kind of cool seeing that in some of these different areas and the art is just awesome and colorful. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm liking it so far. Yeah. And it's, it's fun. Like I think I said this on the last podcast, just to see these, you know, all these magic characters outside of just their card where they just, you know, have a few abilities, but then you get their whole backstory, which, you know, we've talked about yeah. it too. Like the magic story is just so deep and so complex and it's yeah fun to, fun to learn more about it. So you didn't uh, get more, you mentioned for Christmas at least, but did you, you mentioned going to the store, do you have some others to talk about? No, not comic books, because the last time, I think I updated the Deathstroke and then the X-Men last one, and I haven't been up, so I was going to go up there tomorrow because we were going to have a video shoot, but it sounds like it's getting uh, canceled, so we'll see when no I make keeps, it up to St. Cloud next. No keeps coming as we're recording. Uh, so I do have a couple. Uh, one of them was one of the, the ones I mentioned. So it's Black Hammer from uh, Dark Horse Comics. And uh, so this one is wiped out of their superhero universe uh, by a multi multiversal crisis. The forgotten heroes of Spiral City now live as a dysfunctional family on a mysterious farm in a small town from which they have no escape. So everything I keep reading about this, uh, and this is by Jeff Lemire, a pretty well-known uh, in the comic world, uh, you know, he created his whole own world because now there's, I mean, there's multiple, I think there's different, uh, um, uh, what's it called? You know, where it's spun off into other things from this world of Black Hammer. So yeah, it's a team of superheroes that were cast into this other place, which is like on a farm. And like one of them, uh, uh, what was her name? Golden Gale. You know, she was flying in this uh, superhero. And it's, uh, I mentioned it's not your uh, milk toast, of course, because, Let's, she's a nine-year-old girl now, and she was a, you know, of course, this superhero woman, so she's definitely missing some things now that she's a nine-year-old girl, so she's not happy at all. And, uh, you know, some one of them, you know, is an older man, um, you know, and they live on this farm, and he's kind of liking it. He likes the quiet life, you know, you're a superhero doing all this crazy stuff, but yeah, now they're in this world, they don't know really why or how they can get out of there. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the first issue, is just meeting them uh, in this small town. Uh, you know, again, one of the superheroes, uh, I, wish I, I wish I had all their, their names, I'll have to, to look back, but, uh, you know, just going to the coffee shop and having coffee, and he's flirting with one of the, the waitresses there, uh, so he's, you know, he doesn't mind it, um, but uh, and then at the end, we find out that his, uh, the daughter of one of them, you know, she's a reporter now, and she's, it happened, uh, like, 10 years ago. The 10-year anniversary is coming up, and she said, uh, no matter what, I'm going to find them. So, you know, she's going to be searching for them. And then uh, in uh, one of the uh, characters in this is must be, you know, really good with uh, machines and things like that. He actually is a robot of some kind. He's trying to create this uh, orb or this thing to... Uh, ship or out into space because they can't go beyond the borders of this town for whatever reason 
you know, when this happens. So they don't even know if there is a beyond this town. They just know they can't go beyond it. So he's trying to send this thing up and go past the, uh, you know, past the boundaries to see what's out there and try to get word to have people come save them. Some of them want to be saved, some don't. Uh, so it's, yeah, through the first two issues. But, you know, they can imagine, you know, they were these superheroes and now they're just stuck in these different forms almost in this quiet little town. Uh, and like I said, the one, the nine-year-old, you know, she was a woman. And now she's a nine-year-old, and she has to go to school in the second. You know, she's actually getting on the bus, and you know, she's uh, she gets in trouble because she's uh, stealing cigarettes and smoking and drinking, and you know, uh, anyways. Kind of sounds so like uh, the par- is it the Parent Trap where the the kid and the parents like switched? Isn't yeah, yeah switch yeah, yeah. switch bodies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyways, uh, and I know the second issue, you know, he just gets into more of her and her whole situation, and you know what she has to put up with, you know, in this body. So. Yeah, that's just, uh, I got really intrigued, especially because I seen like, you know, a lot of people saying, you know, it's, uh, you know, he's creating this whole own world. And I like, again, I like superhero stuff, but I just don't like the milk toast superhero. So uh, that's where Black Hammer kind of settles that for me. So I'm on issue two. So hopefully I'm going to keep reading this one next. So hopefully I'll talk about the rest of the trade paperback. I'm guessing it goes through six. Um, so that's a new one I had got. And then the other that I'll mention uh, that I've had at the store is one of mine. I read it, I think, years ago, and for whatever reason, I stopped. But it's a pretty critically acclaimed series, and that's East of West uh, by Hickman, Dragota, and Martin. but, uh, what else did Hickman do? This, he's a pretty popular one, right? Yeah, he's. Uh, I I'm bad at thinking Jonathan Hickman. I'm bad at thinking it off the top of my head, but yeah, he's got some uh, pretty. Uh, he's a pretty big name out there, and I have the East and West just as the uh, little blurb here. The things that divide us are stronger than the things that unite us. It's a sci-fi western. Set in a dystopian America where all hope for the future rests in the four horsemen of the apocalypse, who has just happened to be trying to kill the president of the United States. Uh, one of the most exciting new books of the year, East of West, brand new, okay, blah, blah, blah. But it's, uh, so the four horsemen, uh, and, uh, you know, so there's death, and so death is the one, he's like this cowboy, which, you know, I love westerns. I mean, my son's name, Wyatt, uh, but it's, so it's a, yeah, futuristic western um and death is like this cowboy he's got his uh pistol and he rides on this like futuristic horse and so he's out on like this vendetta and then the other three uh four horse three of the four horsemen uh they show up and they have to show up in like these kids bodies to start and then they they quickly you know they transform into uh their their actual form but so Death is going out, and he's on a vendetta. Somebody stole something from him, and in uh, the first two issues, it's, uh, uh, I, I don't believe it's apparent what they stole from him, but then he finds out that his wife, which he apparently had, is still out there, which so it's kind of phase, crazy. It's kind of like a love story. You're starting to see where, you know, who would have thought death, I mean, the actual death, you know, is looking for his wife, you know, and has that other side to him. So he's, but this wouldn't be your milk toast, I'll tell you that, because, uh, at the end of one of the, I don't remember, is issue one or issue two, he just leaves a whole uh, uh, mess of bodies in the wake in the White House behind him as he's walking down the hall leaving the White House after he just killed the president because there's these people coming after him called the Chosen, 
And one of them was the president in this story, so he kills him. And then we get to see some of the other four horsemen of the apocalypse. There's this uh, almost again like a cult in the story that they're trying to get people to follow because it like favors them in some way. And so now they're trying to interview other members of the the uh, the White House, trying to find a good replacement, and it has to be somebody that follows this cult. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, it was the first two issues. Yeah, it's a very uh, so I'm definitely I like it. I love the art is awesome, but I love like a western futuristic western. So uh, it's kind of yeah, an uh, so east oxymoron, isn't it? Futuristic western. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I like it. So it's uh, that's east of west. It reminds me of uh, Westworld, which uh, if you haven't seen that yet, definitely check I've that. I've heard out. of it. I saw, I think, like the first part of it, but yeah, uh, I've heard that's supposed to be good. Well, I've actually only seen uh, season one, so I should uh, get HBO again and watch uh, season two. And I don't know if there was ever a third one, but it's a great show. The first season, anyway. <laughs> The uh, so the last thing I guess talking just comics that I want just because I mentioned I need help and I'll you know I mentioned these so these are all ones I'm going to be reading. Curious your thoughts. So I'll give a little flavor text. You tell me which one that I should read for the next time just because I need help. So we have the Joker. I already mentioned this by James Tynion, of course DC. But Arkham Asylum has been attacked and all eyes are on the Joker. Mysterious benefactor hires the former. Gotham City Police Commissioner Jim Gordon to go on a global manhunt to catch and possibly kill the Clown Prince of Crime. But nothing with the Joker is ever as easy as it seems. When Gordon finds and what the Joker wants him to see will change his perspective on the world forever. And he's not the only one who wants the Joker found. Who are the wicked Samson family? Who is, is Vengeance? Daughter of Bane striking fear into the world's heart. So... And the art in this one is awesome. I mean, the very first picture, I mean, nobody else can see it, obviously, but I'll show uh, Luke. I mean, uh, pretty sweet art of the Joker. I would love to have that as a picture in the store. The crown prince on his uh, throne, and then you got Bane behind him. So that's the first one. Then we got the Wicked and the Divine. Uh, every 90 years, 12 gods return as young people. They are loved. They are hated. In two years, they are, they are all dead. It's what it's happening now. It's happening again. So we're seeing these uh, twelve gods start out as young people, and you know that whole process. So that's by Image Comics. Then Preacher. I don't. Do you know Preacher at all? I mean, review. Well, yeah, I just know it's yeah. They turned it into a TV series too. That was, I think, pretty well received. Yeah. Yep. So this is uh, it says Texas by God. Heartfelt, caustic, and unapologetically profane, Preacher follows the epic journey of Reverend Jesse Custer as he tracks down a fugitive god to make him answer for the sufferings of his creation. From the ashes of a small-town church to the bright lights of New York City to the backwoods of Louisiana, Jesse and his friends cut a righteous path across the soul of America in their quest for the divine, an effort which will be met by every evil that heaven and earth can assemble. Last, another... Non Milk Toast Superhero Comic, Irredeemable by Mark Wade. He's another one. This one is a Will Eisner Award nominee. And it's uh, What if the world's greatest hero decided to become the world's greatest villain? When, when the Plutonian, the world's greatest hero, snaps and turns into the world's greatest villain, only his former teammates have a chance of stopping his rampage. But while on the run, the world's most powerful and angry being 
Will these former teammates discover his secrets in time? How did he come to this? What became of the hope and promise once inside him? What happens to the world when its savior betrays it? What makes a hero irredeemable? An apocalyptic superhero tale by the author and multiple Eisner Award winner of Kingdom Come and Empire. So, your thoughts? I mean, it sounds like you would like the Joker the one the best. All right, I was looking forward to that, so yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, I know you so well. So we're going to go with The Joker by James Tinian, who I think might be my favorite comic book creator. I mean, The Woods is one I've always wanted you to read, and that's where I first read his stuff. And I have that whole series, so someday that's one that you'll have to maybe read. Yeah. It's uh, non-milk toast. It is gory, but it may be in the more gory way. I mean, it's the non-realistic gory, I guess. I mean, I've got Nailbiter, where it's, you know, serial killers and really... But this is like, that's a more futuristic. But anyways, so I'll read The Joker for next time, along with the couple magic books. Uh, but just so I could stop talking, let's talk about so either some games or some shows or some movies. Anything you've uh, done in the last couple of weeks on that front? Uh, we've just got done watching a ton of uh, Christmas movies. So um, we watched the classics like Rudolph, Home Alone 1 and 2, um, The Kids Like Christmas Chronicles 1 and 2. Those are good. Uh, what else? The Christmas Vacation. So I was I was saying about like what what do you guys watch for your uh your Christmas movies? Well, I mean Christmas Story. I mean that's my favorite Christmas show, but that's on all day Christmas. Usually we don't even watch the full thing; it just plays and you catch parts of it throughout yeah. the day. So that's definitely up there. One that we watched that uh, Darcy and I actually forgot how much we liked was Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn. Oh, the and, comedy. Uh, yeah, what's the other? Can't think of her name. Jennifer very well known, Aniston. But, no. Uh, no, Jennifer Anderson wasn't in that one. Uh, let, let me look it up. But anyway, so yeah, it's uh, you know where they have to go. Their families are, you know, both sides are divorced. So they have to go to four Christmases. Typically, they like to go. They were going to go to like Fiji or somewhere, and they come up with excuses and reasons. They say they're going on like something to help, like you know, at an orphanage or something. <laughs> uh, but and then they end up getting caught on TV at the airport, and like fog stops their trip, so they end up having to go to these Christmases. Reese Witherspoon. Uh, but anyways, it's just funny. There's, uh, the, the brothers of Vince Vaughn or, I, I mean, I could look at their name. Let's see. It's, uh, I don't know if you'll know him, but it's the uh, guy John Favreau. Yeah. He's from, uh, Iron Man. And then he does a bunch of the, the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Star Wars stuff. Tim too. McGraw. Tim McGraw was the other, was one of the other brothers, Denver and Dallas. Uh, I didn't know that. But anyways, that was pretty funny. They're like UFC fighters. But that was a good one for Christmases. Uh, but yeah, then we watched. I mean, obviously, like, the Grinch. Uh, I like the... Uh, Jim Carrey you know, one. The, the Jim Carrey one, yeah. Um, man, we recorded, like, all the different Christmas movies. So, yeah, we've had so many on. But, yeah, I, I like some of the ones that, you know, that are good that we can watch, too. So, yeah. Just like you, we watched a lot of those. But so you mentioned wrestling. Well, how far have you got in, first of all, your WrestleMania? I'm on 18 right now. It's going pretty slow because I haven't watched. We've been watching Christmas stuff. And then like at night, you know, back to like Christmas presents, which. um, So me and Bree just kind of buy stuff for ourselves. And I bought myself. I think I sent you a picture of that huge drawing tablet so I can work on the comic more. So I've been doing that a lot. And then I'll just have like WrestleMania on in the background or whatever else on. So. 
So I've been, that's why I brought, so Wyatt, I, uh, who I brought up, my son is watching, he's watching all the Royal Rumbles. I was telling him that you're watching WrestleMania, so I'm going to remember that because he asked which one you're on. He knows like every Royal Rumble winner, every WrestleMania, or he, at one point he wrote down and he used to know every champion in order of all the different belts. Yeah, I remember I brought up some kind of obscure, probably to his age group, like I maybe it was like Jimmy Snuka or I don't remember who, but. He's like, oh yeah, he was, uh, he won the Survivor Series, or you know, just yeah. some random fact. I was like, that, that sounds right. He but. knows. He used to do that with. Uh, we used to have a huge encyclopedia of animals. He has that one of those memories where he like memorizes and he doesn't forget. I mean, it's crazy because he knows how old they all. Because on YouTube, they had when each wrestler died. You know, of the there's so many die young, and you know, he knew like how old they are. With they... anyways, yeah, so he knows all these facts. But so I've been watching AEW, uh, you know, and there's like Chris Jericho. It's got a lot of the really good independent wrestlers, uh, like Malachi Black, who was, uh, he was in, a lot of you, uh, people that were in the WWE end up going now to this AEW. And they have some pretty good matches. Cody Rhodes, uh, you know, Dustin Rhodes, but he's, I think he started it, was a founder with a lot of these other independent wrestlers that wanted to create a wrestling league for the wrestlers, you know, that's and so I actually watched when they were starting it a few years ago. You know, we kind of got away and just started watching wrestling again. And I just can't keep up with WWE. There's just too much. You want to keep up. You know, it's two, three-hour shows or whatever a week. Yeah. Plus there's, yeah. you know. Anyway, so I've been just, it's a good, uh, I was telling Darcy, it's almost like, you know, the my, uh, what's that called during the day, your soap operas. I just turned it on at night. I'm, like, working on my deck, and I don't want to pay attention to anything, but I, you know, I still have it up there, yeah. and because I used to love wrestling, and so I've been watching AEW uh, just when I'm sitting there, you know, working on my deck or you're working on the comic book, like you mentioned. I'm actually uh, done with one and two of the our Luke and I's comic, and but uh, one I think I'm going to go back now as I'm doing things in two and three, probably change some of the wording, but same story. But and Luke, you're drawing it. Uh, so yeah, you're working on the cover right now. Yeah, the cover, and That's then it. also like the first uh, page one and two, because it kind of establishes the 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 main seat or the main area where the, the the comic book will take place. So yeah, so Luke and I were saying we need to start doing some just extra side issues where uh, you know the old school noobs uh, write a comic book. Yeah, because uh, we're we're actually doing that, and so we're it'll be fun to have the process and keep everybody updated. So we'll have to maybe eventually do that here. Or like I've been saying, now that we kind of have the name of it, uh, except for we have to figure out a way, if there's a way to verify that we can have that name, we should get the website. And uh, we could actually put our progress up there. Yeah. Maybe. But uh, anyways, so yeah, so I've been watching AEW. Uh, like you said, I watched a ton of other uh, like Christmas movies. Of course, I watch all my true crime stuff. Yeah, otherwise I haven't watched much. I've been... Uh, haven't played a lot. I am getting close to, though. Besides, we played... Uh, we could talk about that. We had some rough go <laughs> playing some hockey, some uh, Met, uh, NHL 22 in Madden. Yeah, we called out uh, uh, Tyler and AJ last episode, and uh, it didn't go well. We lost in hockey. Hockey, they handed yeah. handed us a pretty bad loss, but Madden, we uh, had a valiant comeback, but it uh, fell short by a yeah. touchdown or so. I think you had about four or five interceptions, though, just because they kept throwing it, even you know when they were up by a lot, which helped us get back in the game. Yeah. But... Uh, but then hockey, I actually think it was fairly close. Early on, it was like, uh, you know, one-to-one. We or one scored to, right away, yeah. so Matt got yeah. cocky. 
Which, again, if you cock again. off any, like, me or my brothers, that's when we, like, start to play way better. So I was like, don't say anything. Because then they scored, like, four goals in a row, I think. And I think that was only, like, four to two, maybe, or something. It was actually a closer game than our typical. But, yeah, so we had some rough goes. But then uh, we played online, and we lost a couple more. So for us, we had lost, like, four in a row. But then we did end up turning it around. It was uh, the three of us. Tyler along with yeah AJ had to take off wanted. but yeah we wanted to like ended on a two game win streak online so that was yep. that was big that was good and so my big thing is I'm I do this I go back and forth but I re-downloaded uh, Warcraft 3 the reforged I re-downloaded uh, World of Warcraft and I, I'm thinking about I've been wanting to have a game just again every now and then to play especially at the store sometimes just in between stuff and I, I love one of MMORPG and I love Warcraft so I'm thinking about playing World of Warcraft again, and I guess an expansion came out that made it better, um, so maybe I'll be talking about playing that. Also, without knowing it, Albion Online redid uh, its subscription for three months, even though I haven't played it for most of that <laughs> three months that I signed up for before. So I may, because they had a big update. And that's another one that's, uh, you know, an MMORPG that's fun. It also has a good mobile version, which I like, that you can play anywhere, because that's sometimes the problem, is like, you don't have time to just sit down at your computer, so I feel like I could take advantage of a game that also has a, you could play on my phone, on Android, which Albion Online has, so maybe that'll, once we have a big enough uh, uh, group of listeners, this would be something maybe I would be putting out there, like, which MMORPG should I play? You know, I just want a laid back MMORPG, I mean, I like World of Warcraft, I like that type, uh, Final Fantasy Online I've been thinking about. But, you know, where it's just more laid back. I like when I can, uh, you know, have my house, you know, and, like, you know, you get stuff and you can, you know, you have your own house in that. And that's kind of cool, um, you know, leveling up. Uh, obviously, I've already said the type of games. Reward of War- World of Warcraft seems like that game or Final Fantasy or Albion Online. That's kind of where I'm at. So I'd be curious what other people play. Uh, so, yeah, that's something that'll be, be coming up. Oh. And then... Uh, I know you guys were talking about this last night on your Facebook stream, but uh, Magic the Gathering or MTG Arena now has like a new format called Alchemy, which yep, you probably should have brought this up during the Magic episode. Uh, I, I thought of it, and then I, between talking, I couldn't think of it, but I was going to bring this up because you mentioned this on the, the Facebook Live. So your thoughts on, yeah, Alchemy. Yeah, so they, Arena. they have this new format called Alchemy that is standard, but it's not standard standard, so they... They'll basically uh, nerf, nerf uh, overpowered cards. So like if uh, like L runs Epiphany is a good example. You don't get the bird tokens anymore. Uh, that aspirant, you do it at the end of your main phase or end of your turn, or maybe it's the end of combat. So you don't get it turn one. You know, like your first turn, you won't get that counter for attacking. So you know it. It basically kind of dumbs it down, makes it more fair. You know. Which, I mean, I can see where, because I know for a while people were getting super annoyed at Standard when it was the Is It Dragons just running rampant with uh, Elrond's Epiphany, but also it's like, well, come on, like, now you gotta, so now all those, uh, is it Inspiring Aspirant, you know, you pulled a bunch of those, those will be good in Standard for paper, but now, you know, on Arena, now, like, they gotta get rid of all the other ones, or you can only play it in the certain ones, it's... I don't know, it's just, it's going to be a, can I say, shit show? <laughs> yep. Because there's going to be so many different, you know, like, options and variants, and 
So the thing that I had heard is, uh, well, one, the thing we mentioned on the podcast, is you mentioned Dumb It Down, and I said it seems Arena does that enough. It almost shows you everything to do. You know, it actually makes some people that learn on Arena, you know, they don't know the turn process because they don't have to do that in Arena. So to me, that, that seems like weird that you'd have to dumb it down more. Yeah. That's the term. Yeah. But uh, then the other part is it seemed like uh, people, that they do keep changing and nerfing it, as you say, and so people spend money on these, and they, they charge just as much, which I, that's why it drives me crazy with uh, the online stuff. Like, I hate spending money when I want the stuff in my hands and I want to be able to resell it. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, and then, you know, then they, you know, people spend money or get all these cards or, you know, use a lot of their, I don't even remember what it is, diamonds, crystals, whatever they got to get cards. And then all of a sudden they nerf it and all of a sudden you just, it ruins your whole deck almost. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you spent all this money on it. And so, yeah, I was watching some uh, on YouTube, watching somebody play. I wish I remember so I could give credit, but they, they were talking a lot about that. And that was their thing was they just didn't like how you know, they, they were so often, too, it sounds like changing the cards or doing that process of, I mean, has that been happening quite a bit where they are? I mean, there's there was a few that they uh, just, you know, they uh, made them less powerful. So I will say I did make a, a Alchemy standard deck and... I don't think I lost for like the first six or seven matches. So, I mean, that's nice because, you know, I didn't yeah. run into all the same decks I used to. So we'll see. Maybe I'll keep playing that and maybe I can actually get up to Mythic. But um, also, also, they came out with uh, Historic Brawl. So that's where you can have any card from Arena, whereas before it would be like only standard cards and they'd only do the Historic every once in a while. But they do have a Historic uh, Brawl now. So that's pretty sweet, too. So can the alchemy cards, I mean, are they, is there alchemy and then there's the other yeah, there's, arena? Yeah, they, there's alchemy format, alchemy standard, or so it's alchemy standard format and then just regular standard format where you can still use those overpowered cards. So that's the tough part though too. I see where people are saying where then you have to spend like, so all of a sudden people are playing in alchemy, you'd have to rebuy all those cards in, or sorry, in standard or, you know, the, just the normal arena. Would you have to rebuy all those cards in Alchemy? I mean, is it a completely different collection of cards then? I think so. Because there's also, like, newer mechanics that I'd, like, super, what are they, like, perpetually get plus one counters and, like, just some weird wording that I didn't look into. So maybe I will for the next one. And Yeah, so maybe for next time. So anyways, at least we threw it in there that Alchemy is out there. I was going to mention it earlier and forgot. because I, 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 I haven't played Arena in a bit, and but I was watching uh brent at the store must have been watching it so on youtube you know we always have the two tvs playing different things usually with magic related stuff and so i was watching for a while somebody play uh on play alchemy and so i had no clue what it was i thought it was like a new set that just released and so i didn't realize all the you know the differences so yeah there might be new cards like i think they actually made new cards for it but i'll have to check that too and see which ones maybe we can preview a couple but um and one last Magic the Gathering news is we haven't talked about Magic the Gathering online much, but it's it's kind of like Arena, but it's it's what uh, it's like the digital format of Magic. So it has all the cards that Magic's had, and it has all the formats, but it looks like crap. So it's garbage. Like the user interface is garbage, and but I know that's where a lot of like the the hardcore players play because you can do modern you can do legacy you can do vintage 
and then you can get like black lotuses and i'm pretty sure you can get black lotuses i'd have to double check that but like all the old cards like demonic tutor and stuff um that's its whole own thing though like yeah you have to buy it or no it's free to play but you have to get cards obviously and then um but also the like that's why i i played it like probably eight years ago ten years ago but uh then I just quit playing Magic all, all together. But then once Arena came out, I I never played Magic the Gathering online. So, there. Now it's making a comeback. Well, they're they're here's a like they're getting a new uh, developer slash. Uh, what is it? Studio or. Yeah, like a developer. So it's gonna look better because you know they're gonna modernize the user interface and stuff. Because like if you look at that compared to Arena, it's like night and day difference. So. It'll look a lot nicer, essentially. It just seems crazy that uh, they would want to have that to compete with Arena. Oh, people people complain all the time about just Magic Gathering online. I mean, just Magic in general. Like, they they wonder why they do half the stuff. Yeah, the only reason I played, uh, to be honest, the Arena was just because I had nobody else to play with. You and I are the only people. Now that I've... I, I, I'll stick to my paper, oh, paper magic. magic. I got yeah. people in the store playing, and so, yeah. So you'll have to be our uh, reporter for the online world because, yeah, that's just too... Especially having to... I'm already trying to get my decks, you know, in order in paper form. Then if I had to spend money online, I would never be able to yeah. come up with a competitive uh, paper deck. So, yeah, I'm going to stick to the old... Sc- I'm old school, yeah. you know? I yeah. want the paper. Just like I want my books in paper. Don't give me that digital stuff. But, uh, all right, well, yeah, so I think uh, that does it for episode uh, 15. I hope we'll definitely should have our next one sooner. I think just with the holidays, it, yeah, you know, we had a big late. gap in here. Well, next time, so we'll definitely... you know, we can give a little preview. We can talk about Kamigawa because they got some spoilers out that I was going to go over, but oh, obviously we're running super late, and I'm on my lunch, yeah, so we... I should probably start working again. <laughs> so we should plan, though, maybe within the next, like, uh, so maybe next week to record and come out with an ish- episode sooner. And like I said, I plan to, and you know, we'll maybe have to on Twitter or figure out to where we announce this stuff. But I plan to have uh, maybe even some separate episodes just at the store, just quickly if we play some games. Like, hey, here's what just happened. Yeah, even I'll if you everybody... and, yeah, the guys want to talk about magic or whatever you've been playing, you can do that. Yeah, I figure we'll just you know, even if we play three or four games, we can just do a quick recording of, hey, here's what we played. You know, each of the guys can talk about what they played. We'll talk about what happened, and that could be some of that as well, just because. That's uh, the advantage of having the store now. I got lots of games happening around me that I can't even remember what I'll be playing. Yeah, me and Tyler, so. <laughs> Tyler and AJ are trying to figure out time they can come over and we can record one too. So, as, as well, hopefully we'll have our upstairs studio here. So if you guys ever can make it to the store, we'll have our upstairs uh, studio at uh, Prairie Hobbies and Games, Long Prairie, Minnesota. Yeah, we'll see for and, uh, uh, New Year's. Maybe we can make it around one of those days, but. All right. Well, sounds good. Well, this was episode 15 of the Hobby Shop Talk podcast uh, for Luke and I. uh, Till next time, go play some games. 